Welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. JJ Brownlee, Jamie Faulkner coming back at you again. Uh, another edition of uh, Total Spot Fest. We had Dynamite last night. We got uh, lots of local wrestling going on. We went to a show last weekend and we're going to one this weekend. And we got two days later on of Journey Pro and Dynamite's coming to back to Kansas City. Just whole whole mess of stuff. So Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. As I like to say, we do appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, give us a like down below. Give us a, give us a comment if you want to join the conversation. Subscribe if you want to hear more. Tell your friends about us. And of course, you can find us at Twitter on or on Twitter at Total Spot Fest. Words are tough today, man. I don't know. At Total Spot Fest. <laughs> oh Lord, it's uh, it's it, today's been a day. I've been nonstop. I remember like a. Finally, I stepped out of my front door like at 4 p.m. You know, my neighbor pulled up. And, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, it's it's a day. <laughs> so, how you been, Jamie? How's your week been so far? Uh, it's been a little insane. A little insane. Looking forward to going to Revolver this weekend. Indeed. Eating some tasty tacos in Des Moines. <laughs> you know. For those of you. Yeah, so it's Jamie Cheat Day. But um, I think Jamie's. As excited about getting tacos as he is about going to see the banger of a show we're going to see. I mean, he is our very own Midwestern Thunder Rosa over here. <laughs> yes, yes, dude, yes. Uh, I would love to eat tasty tacos with Thunder Rosa. I she love- watches this. I would do it. She's a purist on. She's you know, as a Mexican, she's a purist on tacos. So she probably hate them. I don't know. I, I'm. Oh yeah, they're they're a chain, dude. They're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. So I'm. Yeah, but it would be funny to see her reaction. So anyway, um, as Jamie said, this Saturday night uh, is Pro Wrestling Revolver, uh, which I think is just now Wrestling Revolver. I think. Is it? I don't know. It's like all their logos and stuff all are just WR, Wrestling Revolver, but they're still at okay. PW Revolver on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sam, uh, Sam Callahan's promotion thing. And we're we're, we're going to be growing up there, and we're going to, with some friends this time. Our good friend Bird Girl mm-hmm. and Kev uh, from uh, Podcast to Be Named Later. They're revamping their stuff. Uh, I hope to see you guys back on the Podverse soon. Uh, but the, the four of us are kind of going to road trip on up to Iowa. So. Uh, should be a good thing. It's a Swerve's house. There's going to be a death match there. We're going to see Moose defend the Impact title. A bunch mm-hmm. of banger stuff happening. No Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby, unfortunately. Like, originally planned, but there is a reason why. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, but that should be good. We'll give you an update on that next week. Uh, you know, with our time in Iowa, we and Jamie and I thoroughly enjoyed the last show that we went to. So, Bars. A lot better than I was expecting. Um, it was a lot better than I was expecting. Really? Because I, yeah. it, 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 it was about what I expected. I expected it to be pretty goddamn good. And so you were expecting it. Your your bar was lower. Yeah, because their last show was okay, and this show was just nuts. And it it also helped, I think, for me to enjoy it a little bit more was the fact it was Audrey's first show. 
Okay. Well, we're talking about Revolver, actually. The, the... Oh, I thought we were talking about... No, I hadn't transitioned to that yet. We were just, yeah, we were just mentioning. You said the show we just went to, so I'm like, I'm back no, over to the we, show we just went we to. We went to Revolver last time they were in town, so I said, you know, we had a great time the last time we were Oh, there. yeah, that was great. That's that was what, banger. That was what I meant. So, as you were saying, though, this past weekend, we did go to uh, DWF's latest show, and that's what you were getting at. Okay. So yes, go on, go on, go on from there. <laughs> yeah, because he says that the latest show we went to, the last show we went oh, to. The, the so I'm actually thought legit the last show. Um, we, 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 no, we're professional, y'all. We can do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it was. I, I enjoyed it. Audrey loved it. Uh, when we first got there, Audrey was super nervous, which was really funny. Then she stuck out her hands to, to get high fives for people, and people just missed her because everybody's on the other side because we were like on, on the entrance uh, ramp, basically. And so she was reached her hand out, and no one would do it when she finally did. Then finally, she got her first one, and she was just so excited. Um, but I think the big thing for me from this show was the Hallett's match, obviously Hallett's versus premier. Um, and it made me feel NWL ish in so oh, many yeah. ways. Oh yeah. Be- because for Audrey's first show, she got to see a street fight and not only a street fight, it was bloody. It was messy. It had chairs. It had tables. It had kendo sticks. It had, Lots of blood, thumbtacks. It had everything you could want in there, and Audrey was just going ape shit. Like, you suck, Premier. You suck. No howlets. <laughs> it was great. She was full markdom, one hundred percent. So she was marking out pretty hard, and she got a signed autograph from a Nyan hoodie. Thank you guys. Uh, which has already been framed, and she wanted it hung in her room. So it's in her room instead <laughs> of with the rest of them. That's awesome. Well, I do – and you know, the juxtaposition is, I remember, first of all, it was adorable at first because she was super shy, right? You know, she's what, six years old? Seven years old? Seven. Seven years seven. old? She's seven years old, right? So we get up there, and she doesn't take, like, the aisle seat. And I'm like, she's going to want to be on the aisle there so she can slap hands with the wrestlers, right? You know? Mm-hmm. That lasted all of a match and a half. And she's like, Dad, switch me seats. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but uh, our first NWL, like you meant, like you hinted at, Besties versus the Foundation, who mm-hmm. one of the members of the foundation is one of the promoters here, one of the the bookers, you know, Strider. And uh, they, it started the exact same way that this match started here with the, the team coming out, the faces, if you would, coming out and being, no, actually it was reversed, but whatever. With a team coming out and being greeted on the entry ramp with a trash can to the face being thrown from the ring. Yeah. Exact same start. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, there's some other good stuff too. Matt Flitchett and Camaro, uh, quad father Jackson had a, had a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff. It was, I thought it was better than the last show. It was far. way better than the last show. I um, mean, I still wish they would have a goddamn women's match in there, you know, but you know, misogyny, I guess is still alive. Um, 
you know, that's the only, apparently, but yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that pisses me off about that that whole thing. They've had one women's match in their entire existence, and that just irritates the shit out of me. I mean, I'm you I'm know. with you. It, it definitely does. That irritates the shit out of me. It's weird because for something, and also when you think about it, for a family-friendly promotion, the match that they had at the end didn't really align. It was very much a Journey Pro type of match we would have seen, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Easter very basket much so. of thumbtacks, like you made mention, which made JJ. And I remember they pulled it out and go, oh, that's thumbtacks. That's thumbtacks. And I don't know if it was you or one of the guys around us. Go, oh, no, that's not thumbtacks. Like, oh, I know thumbtacks when I see them. That's the Yes, it sure was. But... It was still good. It was good fun. It was, like I said, we were going to give it another shot, and I wanted to give it another. I don't know if we can make the the May show just because of schedules being what they were. The next show's on like May 14th, and they rebranded yeah. themselves. Uh, they're no longer DWF, which to be honest wasn't that good of a name. Uh, no. <laughs> they're now, they re resurrected an old Harley Race promotion uh, title, the Central States Wrestling. I don't know how they did that. Central but... States. That's a good title. That's a very good title, actually. So, okay, there you go. Boom. Boom, indeed. And um, speaking of wrestling going on in the center of the country, uh, just a friendly reminder, coming up here in just a couple weeks, two weeks from tonight to be exact, is the two-night spectacular that is the grand opening of the Journey Pro Arena which we're calling it that regardless of whatever they think it should be called. <laughs> the JPA Agnes, baby. I'm calling it. I just know Journey Pro Arena. You, you, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make something. Uh, we, will, we will definitely make something stick for sure. But uh, tonight, uh, you know, all, uh, all good things lead into the city. Uh, the card just keeps getting even more bonkers. We've already kind of announced most of everything there. I think that earlier this week they announced that it was going to be – uh, the premier versus the um, Heidi Howitzer, Austin Reddick, and Maxi Impaler. Not so. Max. Max will not be there. Oh, that's right. It was uh, the other member of the War Party. Um, yeah. Um, Le Le Leroy, Le Le Leon, Leon. Leon something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they, you know, and they did a formal announcement. I mean, they released the card, but they've been doing individual match announcements too. So you know, you got uh, you know, like Darian uh, Darian Bankston, you know, his match, and so. Uh, but the other that was the other big announcement they had there was a six person tag there. So good things with that. Now, we we are planning on still ironing out. We don't know if it's going to be next week or the week of, but we're going to have a little preview show with Chris from, from Journey Pro, so be on the lookout. And while we got him there, I don't know if you saw this today, but maybe we can get his comments on the Missouri Athletic Commission. Did you hear about this? So did, and so pissed. So, yeah, explain it. It just pisses me off. Okay, all right, so... Missouri Athletic Commission informed MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, and other like promotions as certain fees were going up and they would be required to pay $1 for every ticket sold or comped in addition to the 5% of ticket value they already owe the Missouri Athletic Commission. Here's the actual 
letter sent off. Someone on Twitter uh, put out there the actual letter that uh, Tim Lukenhoff, the executive director of the Missouri Athletic Commission, sent off. So uh, please be advised that uh, on April 30th, a new rule becomes effective, ironically, immediately after Journey Pro shows. Thankfully, <laughs> mm-hmm. so but uh, it's very pertinent, and we bring this up because Journey Pro just signed a lease and bought their own like a wrestling school and arena in Missouri. You know, um, all permits for professional boxing, professional wrestling, professional full contact karate, MMA, amateur kickboxing, amateur MMA will now be one hundred fifty dollars per day per event. Okay, sure. Um, please know that on July first. Uh, contestant licenses will increase to $40. It's a 25% increase from $30. So if you're a wrestler and you want to wrestle in Missouri, which you never have before, you need to get a license. That's going up as well. Uh, And then second licenses will increase as well. Uh, Boxing MMA identification cards will go up. That's effective uh, July 1st. Also effective of July 1st, $1 surcharge will be placed on all tickets, including complimentary tickets. This is where, and then I just kept reading into this because I'm like, okay, all right, all right. But then they start kind of like keep going instead of just like just saying, okay, that's it. That's the way it is. See you, bye. Right? They're like, no. The office will expect to receive a computer-generated box office accounting of all tickets sold and all compulsory uh, complimentary tickets issued. If no computer printout is available, the inspector will secure all ticket stubs to determine an accurate accounting of all tickets issued for the event. And they go on to say, this is only the second time in my history that we've had to raise this. And it says, <laughs> okay. In the past two years, the office, meaning the uh, uh, Missouri Athletic Commission, has seen a decline in yearly revenue. The office was in a situation whereby it needed to raise fees to pay for the expenses of the office. Hey. Judy Pro's tweet, I think, from yesterday summed it up pretty, pretty well. Who else has experienced the you know, lack of revenues? How about live fucking events? Because mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know, there haven't been any in like a year. Right. It's a miracle Journey Pro survived, and some of these other ones survived. You know that they did what they did to get there, and they're still around. So way to go, politicians! <laughs> and yes. Terrible. I consider the Missouri Athletic Commission politicians. They're pretty. They're they're, they're all on the same elk. They're covering the same cloth. Completely so, agree. So what does that mean? Well, more than likely, at the end of the day, there'll probably be additional dollar if you go to a show in Missouri. So instead of twenty five, twenty six. Instead of thirty, it'd be thirty one. It's not that big of a deal, but it kind of is. And it's 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 it's, it's yeah, and. You know, when you think about it, big companies too. So, you know, WWE has or had Royal Rumble in St. Louis. If they were to do that right now, after this rule goes into effect, so they want to do SummerSlam in St. Louis instead, right? That's $45,000 in additional fees that they'd have to pay. I know a big company like WWE doesn't give a fuck, but. It's still 45 grand. I still 45 grand plus the regular fees they got to pay. Plus the additional fees they pay for licenses for all the talent and W and AEW, same thing. So 
I mean, pandemic fallout. What are you going to call it? So, anywho, some little logo news. Let's talk about something good. So, also last Friday was another episode of Rampage. We usually just kind of talk about it real fast and passing when Jamie goes over the numbers. But I wanted to take just a minute because something magical happened Friday. Um, and it wasn't the, the opening match of Brian Danielson, Trimperetta, although that was fantastic too. Oh, over, overall, this was a, this was a really good, uh, rampage and you'll, you'll see why in a second here when Jamie talks about numbers. So mm-hmm. you had Swerve Strickland beat QT Marshall. You had, uh, you know, they keep going on with this whole men of the year and Sammy, you know, Guevara. I want to see Scorpio. I'd rather see them like move into another direction. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he dropped the belt, you know, let's, let's try something else for Scorpio for a little bit. And then you can always come back. But anywho, uh, Willow Nightingale made it, made it, made her appearance on, uh, AEW live television, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, she lost a qualifier match to red velvet. Who's becoming heel. I think now. So yeah, uh, she she kind of started didn't thinking, get it. It's it's whatever. I mean, I I have things I'm going to say about the women's division here in about oh about half an hour. So just just buckle up for that. But the cream de la cream, and I said that wrong, but okay. The, the you know the cherry creme on top. De la creme. That's what I meant to say. It's it's words. Uh, the icing on top of this cake was by far. Wheeler Yuta's coming out party versus John Moxley. Oh Amen. my God. This match slapped like a son of a bitch. And start off with Wheeler Yuta like like jumping over the 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 from the 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 top rope over the ring post on doing a crossbody and the Moxley on the floor before the bell rang. And then two just non-stop action at it. It's about about like four or three or four minutes in, Wheeler gets busted open. He gets like a curb stomp on the steps on the outside. That was one of the mm-hmm. tamer spots in this fucking match too. And and just gushing blood like like hoodie was bleeding a lot on saturday and it was mm-hmm. nowhere near as much as wheeler was bleeding he was, he was bleeding like a stuck pig it was just fucking going but it made all the more better kicks out of a paradigm shift ultimate reverses back and forth all the big spots he gets another big move then another big huge paradigm shift kicks out of that again the crowd is all into it. Eventually, rear naked choke. John wins, and then out comes you know Danielson and uh, Sir William Regal, and they're square. They're going. They're going to square off. Wheeler stands up. He just like he is, you know like the the beaded warrior. You know he's got his fist like all right. Fuck it. I'll do this. Let's go. Right. And William slicks out his hand and shakes his hand and. Wheeler in his own blood writes BCC on his chest. And I'm just like, thank you for finally giving us the Wheeler Yuta that was promised. <laughs> this. this, yeah, it was the coming out party. A star was born. I just saw Lady Gaga. It happened. <laughs> it was, 
It was so good. It was so good. There's more uh, more specifics kind of unveiled with that. There's already a uh, Blackpool Combat Club, who in a matter of like three weeks of them existing, already have like seven shirts on shopaw.com. They're all pretty good, too. They got a new one that's got like the mock of the uh, the, the blood-written BCC. It's pretty cool. So Yeah, uh, it's pretty sweet. Actually. I'm happy. I'm happy for this. What do you so you yeah, it, it's his coming out party. What do you think this really does for for him and for the stable? I think for the stable it does give that next level of that younger group and I think it does a lot for him cuz he's getting the rub not only from William Regal and Moxley, but he's also getting it from Brian Danielson and that's huge. Um mm. I think it's going to propel him into superstardom before too long. Seriously. I mean, he's over as fuck, you know. He is yes. definitely over as fuck wherever he's at. So I'm happy for it. Let's see what let's see what it transpires. So, uh let's get to Dynamite in a moment here. Jamie, I assume you have numbers in front of you ready to read off though. I do. I do. I really do. Let's do it. So everybody was up except for two shows. So, not and the first part of the week was strong. Raw, as I hinted at last episode, um, they went up because it was the aftermath of WrestleMania, and it was the um, one-year anniversary of Jamie no longer watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> um, they went from 1.979 to 2.101. Nice little increase for that. First time they've been over two in a long while. Been a minute. Been a minute. Spoiler alert, um, it didn't last long. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, because it was a dud of a show. Um, NXT was also up. NXT 2.0, I apologize. Uh, they went from 626 to 631. So a nice little bump there. Did you see NXT got no. new belts? Again? So it's the same belts, but like they have it, instead of just being gold with like black in, you know, as like the regular, you know, like it's got like the colored filling behind the gold part. So it's like the because it's the multicolor logo. It doesn't look terrible, honestly. They, you know, they, it's it's fitting for what their brand is, and they didn't do the junky like we assumed they were going to do, like totally revamp the belt with giant multicolored N and X and T. It's still all gold. The straps are still white for women, black for men. It's just that kind of behind the gold. It's got the rainbow-ish got sort it. of thing. So it's all right. It's fine. Hmm. Um, AEW Dynamite was up slightly, but it was up went from 979 to 989. So cool 10,000 people. Consistency. I'm good with it. Yeah, the next one is not consistent at all. <sighs> um, <laughs> yep. Impact got it. It's taint handed to them. Um, they went from one forty nine to eighty nine. I mean, it's like these schizophrenic jumps. To be fair, I didn't watch Impact last week either. I had too much. Stuff I didn't going, either, so I didn't get around to it. But I mean, they were just going on this trend here, and they were like one, one twenty, one forty, right? And then, boom! And they do that all the time. It's like they'll have like some good momentum, then just drop. And then they'll build back up, and they'll drop again. I don't know. It's we could keep blaming yeah. Texas. I don't know. I mean, doesn't hurt <laughs> at this point. Um, SmackDown was down, which was a little surprising. Interesting. Uh, 
Yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, for most, it is. But they went from 2.359 to 2.230. All right, that wasn't that much. So I mean, it's a it's a it's a hundred k. It's a it's a hundred k. It's a hundred k. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But the big winners, for sure, Rampage. Went from 456 to 600 even. I mean, Insane. And it's that Wheeler Yuta match. Like, I. And then this upcoming Rampage is just as stacked. Like, Jesus. It's even Jiminy more Christmas. stacked, I want to say. It's a live Rampage, and it's the lead into the NBA playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. So, here's hoping, although that does make me a little nervous considering. We NBA playoffs starting, so Rampage is going to get flopped around a little bit over the next couple months, but... Oh, more than likely. Right. Well, and uh, TNT has... I think they're going to have some of the NHL playoffs, because that's getting close to starting here in a week or two, so... All right, well, we'll, we shall see. So this upcoming week's Rampage is is fully stacked, and we'll talk about it in a moment. But watch this get us into, let's talk about Dynamite from last night. I've got many thoughts that I know that I want to share, but please, Jamie, take us through Dynamite. It was a solid-ass show, and then the ending happened. I felt the show was a little schizophrenic. Yeah, but in a good way. Until the end. For the most part. For the most part. I have some concern. I have some gripes about the show in total. Uh, and I don't okay. Know, you know, I'll save them as we go. But the end right, is definitely so let me one run... of them. So for sure, by the way. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to run through the card. Um, CM Punk versus uh, Penta uh, El Scuro. Oscuro. Oscuro. Pentagon Jr. Um <laughs> CM Punk wins, but it was a really good match. Actually, I enjoyed the match. The crowd was hot for it too. Woo. The crowd was the crowd was in. At yes, for this one, the crowd was definitely in for sure, and it was hot. They definitely. So I have to say, this crowd honestly had my vibe. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I because think- I'm like, I was in on some of this stuff, and some of it, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I feel like they some were of it, too. I feel some of it too. Like they, it was lot was built up ahead of time that you know, you know, we, we, we could run over. It doesn't matter. We're gonna go to our end. They're gonna do all this. You, you know, because of all this, they had seven matches. Uh, one women's match, by the way, which I have more thoughts on. Um, you know, you know, they they purposely said they were building up. That they were gonna have. Less promos because of this. They're going to go matches, 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 like an old original Dynamite episode, whatever. And the crowd, I felt, had that, you know, we've been to shows that are just, you know, you know, they just go, right? They go and go and go and go and go and go. Eventually, you're just like, okay, I need a break. I need to. That's what the promos are there for. Not only to, you know, build up the characters and storytell and all that. They also serve the real purpose for the live audience as well to 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 decompress a little bit so you don't have a match where they're just like i'm dead i don't care right you know i felt that a couple times in this episode yeah um the crowd was hot for this next match too red dragon versus jungle boy and luchasaurus the artist formerly known as jurassic express (laughs) you got Um, it right 
I know. Good job, Jamie. I know. <laughs> um, I was a little disappointed in this match, and we'll get to it when we actually talk about it. But uh, winners and still AEW Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Didn't want that. Um, yeah, then some shenanigans afterwards got me excited. A really good promo from Jamie Hayter. I gotta give her props. Mm. That was a great promo. Homegirl needs to be on TV more and talking more. Um, that's gonna be great. MJF, Sean Dean. Sean Dean won again. I was so much more into this. And the match... Match was a sideshow, honestly. It know? was, <laughs> but it was, it was all about Wardlow. It was all about Wardlow, but the major heat on MJF was great. Wardlow beat up, Ooh. beat up a rep, beat up the security guards again, and he stole one of their shirts and a mask, right, and a hat. And he comes out and surprises MJF as you know, as a security guard, and goes after him, and then is just. It was so good, and I love the fact that eventually the mountain of security guards, you know, is holding against the ring Wardlow there, and Rinsberg is counting because this is a match, and he's never inter- he hasn't interfered with any participants, so he's counting MJF out. MJF grabs a mic and says, "I whatever Tony Khan's paying you, I will triple if you don't count to ten. And Bryce is about for a second, counts to ten. Sean Dean is undefeated against MJF and the Pinnacle as a whole. <laughs> I I like it. it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, after this, um, Darby Allen announced that he's having a coffin match with Andrade El Idolo. That'll be on next Wednesday's show. Then you had... Jericho Appreciation Society versus Kingston Santana Ortiz, and this match was not what I wanted out of this deal at all. Mm-hmm. This match to me was the male equivalent of Ruby Soho Nyla Rose. You think, okay, cool, and then you see it, and you're like, eh, it didn't really work like I expected it to. You're right. Yeah, I feel like the next time these these two will go at it because they this is not over. Um, I feel like it's going to be better. I, I, I really hope. I It just felt like chaos and not in a good way. And that's the thing that kind of pissed me off. Like, I like controlled managed chaos where it's just bonkers, but this just didn't have that feeling at all. I mean, it's like from day one, the inner circle at least had cohesivity about them. This, this this Jericho Appreciation Society variant of the inner circle, it just feels like it's lacking that, you know? It feels like something's off with that. I, I don't know I don't know if it's the gimmick, you know, the whole we're sports entertainer shtick. If it's if everybody on their own is is, is the 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 sum is not greater than the you know, its parts. And I just I don't uh, I don't. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm with you. It just it just feels off, right? Yeah. Um. After this, you had. I, I'm. I'm just gonna call it the worst match of the night. Oh, by far. And I have. We. You want to talk about it now? Let's talk. Let's, let's get into it now. Talk about it here, Jamie, and then. Yeah. Let's just want... talk about Marina Shafir and poor Sky Blue. Poor Sky Blue didn't get an entrance. 
the crowd did not react one bit to Marina Shafir. Like, at all. Like, zero. Which is the worst. You want some kind of reaction. She got crickets. Crickets. So, I, I mean, I felt bad for her. But the match was just blotchy and... Like, Blue did a, a, a decent job selling, but you could definitely tell it seemed like these two didn't run through anything because it just did not... It did not look good. It did not make Maria Shafir look strong. If anything, it just makes me hope that Athena or somebody else shows up <laughs> um, instead of this. I mean, the whole thing felt... This is our only women's match of the night. Again, I will say that. Okay, you had the Jamie Hader, uh, Tony Storm promo, you know, version two, like we talked about. Jamie mentioned earlier, Jamie Hader looked great. You had a couple, you had a promo later on, you know, that we'll get to, and then you had this, and I, I don't know, you know, you had twenty men in matches, and you had two women, and it felt like they didn't give any thought to this match at all. There's like, just go have. Do it. Do the thing. Oh, yeah. She'll meet you out there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you guys figure it out. It's fine. That's what it felt like. There was no foresight. There was no thought. The Maria Shafir character we saw on Dark and Elevation, I really liked. Right? And she has, in her matches, she was dominant, but she looked good. So, I'm not trying to say it's her. It's not Sky Blue. It's some combination of everything here. And I'm I blame Tony Khan, honestly. You know, you you promised from day one, women going to be equal, they're going to get this, representation. You signed all these women, right? You got Tony Storm, you got Ruby Soho, a Ruby, you know. You got, um, you know, women that you've been, you know, bringing up. You got Serena D, Bikaru Shida. You got Dark Statlander somewhere you had red velvet and kiera hogan fucking kiera hogan you know multiple time impact tag champion kiera hogan they're out there in, in jade cargill's baddie section oh yeah okay i don't if you're forming a group with them cool let's let's see that actually happen instead of this and then next week they'll be doing something else because it's like you seem to be focused solely on Jade Cargill, and then the title picture between, really, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. You're just waiting for Britt Baker to come back. That, to me, feels like that's your only focus. And yep. I don't want to. I don't think that that is Tony Khan, but I have no one else to blame but him for this because Sky Blue is an up-and-comer who has definitely made her name in the indie scene. Marina Shafir has looked fantastic, and you've done a fantastic job video building this up. And fucking nothing. And the match is terrible. The match is terrible. Both women sucked. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming either one. I blame them both. The whole thing sucked. Yeah. And that's that pains me because they have this wealth and we've been and we are big we are big into giving women a chance in women's wrestling. And it's not how you do it. Yeah, I was left very disappointed. But the thing too that got me the most was like how I felt was how the crowd was reacting. Oh like, th that God. was the thing. Like, that crowd was they could beyond silence. Less. They could care less. The only sound you got was from Jade Cargill's baddie section. Yeah. It was like a WWE women's match back in the day. It Divas match. 
it was like a divas match, but no one cared. Nobody cared. Sorry, that's the bigger problem, you know. You know, you put out there, you know, when you look at when you watch Dark or Dark Elevation, you see when they have matches with Statlander or even Red Velvet, you know, Ruby or you know the Bunny, Penelope. Where the fuck has she been? Anna J. You know, Ty. They get create. They get reactions. You know, and I can tell you anyway. That's yes. It came at that point though, where the crowd was a little bit. They had two bangers to start. Other stuff. Had a bunch of things happen, and then this match, and then so you could tell you could part of it. I feel was a little bit of a like, okay, this is ah, uh, this is my time to just relax for a second. But yeah, it was just it was not good. It was not good at all. Yeah, but they totally redeemed themselves with the next match <laughs> um, with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks' hometown hero ricky starks and the crowd definitely gave him his his due there against swerve strickland and the limitless keith lee this match fucked um i didn't see i didn't expect this to be this good i expected it to be good it, it it did exceed my expectations um but in a shocking turn of events though powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks got the w which again points out that Tony Khan lets people from their hometown oh, actually win, win in their hometown. Right. Which is a good thing to see. Most definitely is. Uh, Keith Lee, I feel, is, even though he ended up taking the pin, nefarious ways, they had Taz, like, grab his ankle and shit, you know. I felt like he, you know, he's kind of finding his footing, you know, a little bit there. He had been off of wrestling for a bit, and that included his final time in WWE. Yeah, let's be honest; that's how it kind of is. He was in catering, mm-hmm, right? You're right. Same place that you know Tony Storm and Ruby were at. You know, just stuck back there eating ding dongs. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible analogy. This is about eating a chicken Caesar salad, right? You know, just boom. There we go. Bojos, uh, nutty buddies, something. Not <laughs> I love dogs, okay? me. I love me some nutty buddies, man. I mean, my I remember my my grandma used to always have like the giant box of nutty. Uh, I know it was nutter butters, is what it was. Nutter. Butters. Oh, the nutter butters, the, the sticks, the sticks. And I would take them apart. Oh, you know, just, just Jesus, eat them layer yes. by layer. You know, my grandpa think I was crazy, right? But anyway, I digress. I'm a sucker for peanut butter. I'm a sucker for peanut, peanut butter and chocolate. chocolate. Is the best combination. And fight me if you think otherwise. Anybody out there? I'm just saying. Um, it was a lot good, but anyway, he feels like he's coming out of his shell a little bit more. Maybe, maybe knocking more of that rust off. Um, yeah. You know, and Powerhouse. We talked a lot about his transformation from just big oath of a guy to with with, with, a, with a snare to an actual wrestler. You know, so. It was good stuff. And he's more shredded than Julian Sal, man. Like, he's <laughs> he's cut. Yeah, he's he do, doing the damn thing. So before we get to the main event, which I know we're saving for the end there, do you want to circle back and talk about some of the – I want to talk about the opening match because it was between these two, but I think the opener was by far my match of the night. I don't want to say by far. I want to say it was my match of the night. Let me put it that way. Really? I was into Punk and Penta. I was really in. I was into it just as much as the crowd was. And for a former punk hater, wow! I mean, I'm I'm a long time Penta fanboy, but well, I am too. Yeah. But. Once again, you know, I I never I didn't watch. I liked Punk in Ring of Honor. You know, I didn't 
like his character in WWE, and it's about time that I stopped watching WWE. So I didn't see a lot of his stuff. I didn't see the pipe bomb, you know, as it happened. I didn't see a lot of that because I just gave up on WWE at the time. I was watching other shit. So it is what it is. But, you know, I've always, you know, I like this punk because this punk here is much more like his, it's almost more like the evolution of his Ring of Honor character, right? But him and Penta, that match was, that match was good. That match is really good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, there, I mean, there was one botch, but they both played it off very well. Um, you know, if I was going to be that guy, Proud was beyond into it. Um, I mean, there was just so many things that went on in this match. Um, it was just great. Like, all the way around. I enjoyed the hell out of this match. It was a very, very solid opener. It's not my match of the night, but it is number two. What was your match of the night? Was it the match afterwards? No. Was it Hobbs? It was Hobbs and Starks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that match. That match was just a spot mm-hmm. fest. Like... Doing a doing a moonsault off of Keith Lee's <laughs> chest for crying out loud, and then a Pretty a insane. Canadian a Canadian DDT. Did you see that variant? Yeah, they, yeah. He called it something. They called it a a flipping DDT, but it's basically a Canadian destroyer, but a DDT instead. It, it was amazing thick. looking. You know, it uh, looks so so good, but. I would be remiss, though. I would be remiss if we do not talk about one thing. What's that? And, and this is for Heather, obviously. Oh, the Malachi? Yep. Well, I you, the I Malachi like, Black promo. I want to circle back to Red that. Dragon for a second, but let's talk about Malachi because... Oh, I, I, I know miss who some... he's talking about. Let's get to it, then. Go. Hat on. It's easy. <laughs> Julia. It's got to be Julia. It Julia. has to be, you know. Not Julia Gulia for all of you wedding singer fans. No, Julia Hart. It's got to be her because the crowd's reacting to her now. And just like he said, the house giveth and the house taketh away. It's exactly that. He's saying that. And why am I, why am I the one here? Because I want you to be afraid of the shadows. And like she has, oh, yeah. Like, ah, I, yeah. I mean, I was hoping that he would say something because he talked about how if you rip open his, I was hoping he said something about a black heart in there because that would really be no, you know, no, you know, on the on the head, right? But he said yeah. if you to rip apart from my throat and tear it out, be filled with razor blades and stuff, and I go, oh god, you know, so I, was, I was listening like so intently to it, trying to catch the references, and I know I still probably missed like half of them, and Heather will let us know what they were down below in the comment section, but. I love, as much as I love Malachi in the ring, and I do, trust me, I always have, since the first time I saw him, and then Aleister Black, and then, you know, I I do, but I love him on the mic, modern Aleister, even about as much. He's, it's such a treasure. Mm -hmm. One of the best creative minds in wrestling, end of sentence, move on. If anybody thinks differently, they they can just <laughs> go f themselves. Right. Um, Red Dragon and Jurassic Express. You said you had some qualms about that, and I did too. Why don't you display or 
display your displeasures in front of easy. the world. Easy. This is easy for me. Why why I'm not happy with this. The wrong team won. You are 100% correct. That's it. Not no not, nothing against Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus. It's just it's time. And it makes so much more sense for it to go to Red Dragon. It makes, makes so much more sense. Of it, it makes a world of sense. I feel like, you know, all this was done in preparation to prop, to prop Jungle Boy up for his inevitable, you know, singles run, whatever, you know. And yeah. Jurassic Express doesn't put on a bad match. I can't remember a bad match they've had. It's nothing against them as a tag team. I just, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know what they're doing with them, you know. It just kind of feels like, like who are they feuding with? Are they going to keep fighting Red Dragon for the titles and beat them 85 times? Like all uh, John Cena and uh, 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 Kurt Angle from 2009? I mean, what, what the fuck are we doing with this? You know? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, this is the wrong team. It's got, the I wrong mean, kid died. The only thought I have is that maybe it's just like they're wanting to put it on FTR. Because FTR did come out afterwards and stand off. And they kind of got into it with Red Dragon, which, hey, if Red Dragon won that tag belt, that'd be a fantastic path to go down. Red Dragon yeah. versus FTR. Just saying. I would love to see that again. But in, uh, I'm... AEW my, ring, though. Maybe they're gonna put those belts on FTR as well, so they'll hold three times. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what they're doing with Jurassic Express. That's my problem with that. I I don't know. I don't know. Like they, they they for the longest of time so far have felt like the interim champion. They really do. They really do. And I hate to say this. I mean, Adam Page kind of feels a little bit that way too. No, so again with Adam Page, it's been about the chase, and he was off TV for a while. They didn't really have anything set up for him, and that was the problem. They didn't AEW did not set him up well, but now you have Adam Cole. That is a huge setup, and that could last for months. These two going back and forth. Hell, they can even trade the title a couple of times. It, it doesn't diminish his reign because he's in this meteoric feud that everybody's been wanting to see mm -hmm. you know and i think with everything that's going on with with that and then finally him being back on bte with with the dark order and them having some weirdness lately too like something's gonna happen and <clears throat> i feel like it's gonna get page to back to where he was um I'm i think you. he's just, he's this close he did have the interim feel for the first part of this the first two months of the year it and did. then they got adam cole involved and it's like saved him thank you thank you jesus but to pay you know counterbalance on that you know i feel like we've always said the chase is more enticing than the actual reaching the summit right once you, once you get to the summit I'm I'm here. There's no more. There's nowhere up to go, right? You know, yeah. it's not necessarily always a plateau like some people. It's a summit. Sometimes you can only, you only have one way to go with it. And he definitely dipped. You know, kind of at the start of it. Uh, matches never suffered. He has some great ones. Even against that, you know, I don't know where Lance Archer death match. You know, was fantastic and things like that. But I'm with you. I think the I think the better booking play is. To put the belt on 
Cole because knowing what we know about the chase with Hanger is that you could, and they've kind of teased at this with the BTE stuff and everything going on with the Dark Order. You can put him back to there and you can start that path over again with him going against Adam Cole. And they can kind of, kind of inter- slalom amongst each other and intertwine and, you know, lead it to a big payoff. I don't know, around the time that Kenny Omega comes back. And it could be in- even more explosive. Plus, I feel like it makes too much goddamn sense to set up. Well in advance, I know, but to set up for potentially all out, Adam Cole, CM Punk for the title. Oh, dream maybe, match. Maybe sooner, but, you know, I just feel like that's, I feel like that's meant to be. And if, if Cole loses again on Friday in the death match or Texas death match, not a real death match, uh, <laughs> uh, but in a Texas death match to, to Paige. I can't justify him being in that hunt for the interim. And then you've I, got wasted momentum because he has all the momentum in the world right now. I feel like it's time to put the belt on him. And I think that does better for Hangman's character. I do too. I just... I just... I just want him to not be that interim guy because the chase was such a beautiful thing and yes it got a little stymied when he had his baby which is no excuse but what i'm trying to say is like it was but yeah yeah and then he got right back into it like nothing ever happened and just that first couple months was flat and they, they should have had jericho somebody somebody hop up in there real quick you know but it was just it was a mistake by them. I think they they wasted the first couple months of which made Hanger flat. I mean they should have in in hindsight, they should have put Cole right into it right afterwards. But they were playing this whole like, you know, split angle, but maybe they didn't realize the the amount of work that uh that Kenny needed to have. So that, that put that whole like thing on the back burner. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one final note before you start on the main event is there was another women's thing. It was another promo. So you had two promos in a match. This promo was the promo was fine, but there was a fantastic quote in the middle of it. <laughs> Thunder Rosa being interviewed by Tony Giovanni, unshockingly uh, being interrupted by Vicky Guerrera and uh, Nyla Rose. And, you know, because they're celebrating Thunder Rosa Day. Thunder Rosa got key to San, San Antonio. It was like 316 the day she won the titles. Dubbed Thunder Rosa Day. Whatever. The whole nine yards, right? So they got her a cake. They didn't get her any, any candles, though, because they didn't feel like she was worth it. And blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, of course, it's a wrestling show. So the cake ends up inside not in Nyla's face, right? And they start fighting. And then it ends with Nyla throwing her into one of the, uh, the big crates in the back, the big audio crates and goes, I love cake and violence. <laughs> Nyla's great. Um, I am a huge Nyla Rose fan. Like I like what she does in the ring, but her personality like I am a huge fan. Um, her Twitter game is second to none, and if you've been watching like the toy hunts and any time on on Ethan Page's vlog, oh my god! Like Nyla is amazing. 
She is. I mean, she's won me over a lot more with a lot of that stuff. You know, um, <clears throat> she's not going to win the title. We know that on on Saturday. But oh no, uh, you know, it's good to see her kind of you know getting at least with the way the women's division is being handled right now. It's good to see her at least get some TV time and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go into it. The match that was casually announced on Rampage, and I was like, wait, 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 back the fuck up. <laughs> Casually, you know, <laughs> just throwing it out there, right? Ugh. It um, so meat slapping. I I I can't. I I don't know of a a way to explain this match other than brutal. It very much in the was. best way possible. So uh, if you had not watched it, you know you where you been but you know go go check it out Minoru Suzuki Samoa Joe Ring of Honor TV title dream match it took place in a chop house yeah <laughs> I mean literally the first three minutes were them just chopping each other back and forth <laughs> that's insane insane in the membrane but like they and they did it again. They did it again. They kept going. Like to the point where it's like, oh, this is getting ridiculous. No, this is awesome. Oh wait, this is even more no, this is definitely awesome, right? You didn't it's like, is this too much or is this not enough? I don't even know anymore, right? And, yeah. And the crowd is fully back around by this point too, which is good. But Yeah. I I can't. The the how can I put this in in a way? This match was something that I never knew I needed in my life until it happened. When was it? Yeah, when was announced? I'm just like, I didn't even know that was possible. But now I want nothing more than that, right? Yeah, and and the match was great. It wasn't that long. It really wasn't. We got a muscle buster finisher, which made me happy. Mm-hmm. You know. But the thing that took away from this entire thing. Right. Well, I, we feel like, new... I feel like that took away a little bit. It did feel a little short. But maybe that, you know, especially because they're building that this is going to run long and do all this stuff. And it was like three minutes before top of the hour. He did the muscle buster. And it seemed like it felt like it came out of nowhere. Like it should have gone longer, even though it's about how Minoru's match was at Ring of Honor. So to be fair, but it felt short. Yeah, it. It really did. Um, but we got the muscle buster. He wins. You have a new world TV uh, TV champion for Ring of Honor in Samoa Joe. And this, I feel like this move coincides with, with what happens now. Coincides with the big announcement next week. I really believe this. I 100% agree. Yes. So, after the match, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, former protégés of of Samoa Joe and friends, you know, obviously from back in the day in Ring of Honor and in Impact, they come out, they have a present for him, Jay Lethal opens it up, it's his hand, he flips him the bird, um, and, you know, then lights turn out, people instantly think, not what was happening. No. Let's go out a wrestling show. You got a big surprise coming. And yes. before we get big to surprise. that, to this point, I'm fine with everything. 
I really am. Yeah. Because they've set this up at Supercard of Honor last week on Dynamite. They're obviously going to be anchoring, you know, these are two Ring of Honor staples, Samojo and, uh, uh, you know, Jay Lethal, different eras, but two Ring of Honor staples. They're obviously going to be anchoring the show that Tony is going to announce next week, the Ring of Honor weekly TV show, which we know that's what it's going to be, right? I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. fucking be that. You know, I'm good. I'm good with all that. Maybe it's not the biggest, most big pop. It feels like a lot of this is kind of setting up to get Ring of Honor going so that he can move some stuff away to clear up this. Hopefully that yeah. improves the women's division, you fucking motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so I'm still mad about that. It's just terrible. Yeah. But then it goes black. So up to the black, I'm like, oh, this is fine. This, I, I can get behind this. They said, cool. And then I thought, ooh, I thought Malachi Black maybe. I'm like, ooh, maybe it'll be Malachi. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody... Jonathan Grisham, maybe I don't know somebody who else is out there that could be Ring of Honor available. Or, or somebody coming in, you know. I mean, uh, not Cesaro, not Johnny Gargano, but you know, I mean, who could you know? But it could be maybe someone else debuting. I was like, I didn't know the no, no. It was lights turned on and is great. Kali Junior. Um. His name is Satnam Singh Bamra. He was a Sat- former Satnam. NBA player. And I remember when they signed him. That was like about eight months, six or eight months ago. I remember seeing it. I go, who is that? They said, well, it was a developmental talent, that guy. It's this guy. He's like seven foot tall. He's a former NBA draft pick or, or pit, like mm-hmm. drafted into the NBA and blah, blah, blah. And from India. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Somebody down the road, right? Why nobody knew who he was. <laughs> Not one soul knew who he was. You know, and then it's like he hits he hits him in the face and he holds him up. He holds Samojo up and then Jay Lethal hits a lethal injection. So I'm just like I'm sitting there in my car watching it in my car, by the way. <laughs> um I'm like, wow, that was really disappointing for what for the most part, was a pretty solid show other than the women's match. Like, it had that level to me. Like, it tainted this match so much. Tainted. Like I said, schizophrenic, peaks and valleys. Love the opener. Tag match was pretty good, but then they, they did the wrong ending for it. And then, you know, you got, you got back up. You know, and then you had Jericho Appreciation Society. You had some other things in the women's match. And you had Powerhouse Hobbs and Sparks looking a lot better than I thought they would. And then you had this mm-hmm. match. And then you, dr- it's just like a fucking roller coaster this show felt like. It was immediately like after. Yeah. I, I don't think it diminished the fight itself. Um, I heard, I remember it seeing it for me. Initially, my initial thought was that just killed it. But then I go back and think about it a little bit. And I saw that Emil J, uh, the ring announcer for GCH, he tweeted about that. And he said, despite what happened, that match was, you know, off the chain, all this stuff or whatever. And I was like, you know what? He's right. It, it was short as it was, it was still really good. But yeah, I just. And I, and I know that the point is that all four of those men are going to be Ring of Honor kind of bits, right? They'll appear occasionally. You'll see Jay and Samoa appear occasionally on AW, but it's pretty much for Ring of Honor. 
But is it cutting your nose to spot off your face? I mean, did you have to? Nobody knows this guy. You're right. Great Collie, Giant Gonzalez. It's we've seen this trope before. When you you got a big guy, you gotta you gotta yeah, build him up in the proper way, right? You know, Big Show was built up in the proper way, right? Back in the day, he wasn't just thrown in to like pop out of nowhere and here's this giant coming through. No, he had matches and he squashed people. He did that. They did that to Abyss and TNA, right? He wasn't just like this guy that nobody knew who came out of nowhere and was just there. You know, he had a different looks. So it would have been cool, but uh, I don't know. I just Satnam Singh. There you go. <laughs> yeah, super disappointing. Just it hurt. Could have done so much better with that. But, oh well, it happens, I guess. They can't all be winners. They can't. Well, the they good, really can't. The good news is we got a double helping of uh, shows to make up for it later this week. So we got live Rampage on Friday, uh, which features that Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole. Uh, we have Ruby Soho on TV again. Thank you. Hey, hey Ruby. Thank you, Tony Khan. Uh, qualifying match against one of the Renegade twins. I think Robin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Robin. Yeah, Robin Renegade. Um, you got some other good stuff going on there. And you got Battle of the Belts 2 on Saturday, which we're going to have to tape and watch later on because we'll be in the middle of watching Deathmatch uh, by, probably by the time that comes on. But that's happening on Saturday. Uh, women's titles on the line. The Ring of Honor world titles on the line. Apparently, that's going to happen. You got uh, mm-hmm. Sama Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. Um, I'm missing one, but there's a bunch of good stuff happening. So, more good things. Next Wednesday, I know that they're going to be in Pittsburgh. They announced the card. Five men's matches and Britt Baker in basically a, a you know, a fan service pop squash match qualifier for the women's tournament. And mm-hmm. so, and we'll see what his giant announcement is. So odds are ring of honor TV show. Do you think anything else you could think of or what it would be besides that? The HBO max deal. Okay. Maybe it's going to be on HBO max, which would be kind of cool. Ring of honor, HBO max. That's cool. I could get behind that. I could too. Watch whenever I want. I, well, I think it, you know, I, Honestly, I think that might be better in total as well, too, because you're dealing with different networks. We talked about Impact's problems with viewership. You know, maybe if you go to a streaming service, you do better as a whole, right? Maybe. It's worth a shot. (laughs) All right. Any other final thoughts you got? Anything else you want to get to? No. no. <laughs> Worn out. I hear you, mm-hmm. man. All right. Well we'll, well, we'll cut it off at that then. So overall, it was a fine show. Because of the valleys, I'm dropping it down to a squash fest. I agree. Yeah. It happens sometimes. So hope for better next week. And uh, we'll keep you abreast. Uh, check in next Thursday. Like I said, we're going to. We're going to recap our, our little adventure up to Iowa for Revolver. We'll give you a taco review as well as a res- wrestling review. And, um, you know, fill in and everything that's been going on the past week. You know, so we got this weekend stuff happening. Remember, we're just a couple weeks out. Uh, if you haven't already, come join us at the Journey Pro Arena for 
All good things flow in the city. 28th and 29th tickets are still available. I don't know how many. I don't know how many they're going to fit in there. I, 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 I don't either. So uh, When we get Chris on here, we're going to have to like drill that down because I have a feeling this is going to be a it's going to be a pretty pretty packed show. At least I hope so. So join mm-hmm. us for that. And we'll be back next Thursday. Same bad time, same bad channel. Jamie, take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down Total Spot Fest, I have five words for you. More women's matches. God damn it. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace.